This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. Beautiful day out today. This is Thursday, the 17th of June. And as we said, it's just a gorgeous day outside. Uh, Good day to be working in the garden. We're going to be talking about lawn and garden issues this morning. And visiting with us from the Master Gardeners Group is Carol Reese. Hey, Carol, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. Good to have you with us today. Oh, you're on a different mic than what I thought. Okay. That that works better if I turn the one that's in front of you on. Uh, Good morning again. Good morning, sir. (laughs) And uh, you have a new friend with you, Shay Davis, who is the new UT Extension uh, agent at the Agricultural Extension Service. You're the FCS agent. Yes, that is correct. And what is FCS? So FCS stands for Family and Consumer Sciences. And so with that program uh, for the University of Tennessee, we have broken it up into different, um, I would say, sections where we focus on nutrition and health, um, economics, um, community development and outreach, human development, um, and the home. So all of those different disciplines um, are what we focus on and primarily my duties will will be human development um, and there will be some food you know safety and science food preservation um, health and nutrition as well so those are the main things that I cover Um, I do have a co-agent Misty Lane Watkins she is our TSU um, family consumer science agent and her primary focus is economics chronic conditions and she is well known in this county and some neighboring counties for her first time home buyers education program. Okay, now she is the TSU agent and you're the UT agent. I'm the agent? UT agent, correct. Okay, so there's both schools represented. Exactly. With Cooperative Extension, um, we have the University of Tennessee and Tennessee State. So we have agents that are employed by both universities. We have the same goal, just different um, universities have employed us. Okay, now. Do you have club meetings at different places all around the county? We do have um, our FCE clubs for family and consumer sciences, which um, family um, community education, um, that club has been around for a long time. So depending on where the participants or members reside in the county, um, they have developed clubs there. Um, So right now we've got just under 100 members total. Uh, We are looking to grow and recruit um, and kind of get those numbers back to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. I remember back when you had June Dairy Days, and we're in June right now, Mm -hmm. which the FCE clubs always made fresh butter right there at the June Dairy Days, which was always fun. Yes. Uh, you think you'll ever go back to making butter and having June dairy days? I plan to. Um, during my time as a 4-H agent, um, that was one of my favorite activities to do with 4-H members and with um, FCE members um, in Warren County, and it was June Dairy Month activities. And so one of that did one of those activities was making butter and homemade ice cream. Mm-hmm. So I, I, um, yeah, I, I vote for 
of that. <laughs> yes, that was one of my favorite activities. So I would like to preserve some of those traditional activities that we do, but I also have um, a list of new ideas to kind of pitch out there and see if we can kind of, you know, make some things more up to date and still preserve some tradition, but kind of bring some new changes in there as well. So if you uh, would like to join in and, and uh, help her out, I give Shay a call. Yes, say, please. I want to bring those ideas back, bring those fun times back. Oh, yes. We're looking forward to it. Now, speaking of uh, events at different places, the events at the Ag Center have been less than the past because somebody decided to drive through the building. <laughs> yes. Uh, has, has, I don't know. How to, what else can you say? <laughs> well, that's exactly how we describe it. Just kind of drove through the building. So we've got a drive-through now, unofficially. <laughs> Do, uh, did you get that fixed? Is it open? Well, they are working on repairing it right now. So unfortunately, that has affected our auditorium in our main office building. They went right through they the auditorium. They went right through it. And um, with that was also our kitchen that I rely heavily on for some of the family and consumer sciences programs, um, specifically canning classes. Uh, so until that is fixed, we are having to be creative and meet other places on mm -hmm. the property or outside of, you know, our office. So they came in the front door and, and went, went through, through the, the wall yes. in the back. Mm -hmm. Through the brick. Through the brick. <laughs> That's yes. determination. Oh, yes. Uh, now, let's talk a little about canning because that's really big. And, and uh, Carol, you, you were involved, I think, in that uh, from the Master Gardeners group. I, I, I'm on the producing end. She's okay. on the preserving end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, after Carol produces, uh, the, this preserving end, that's getting really popular. It is. Um, I think with COVID and people spent more time at home, they were kind of looking for things to do. And then there was also somewhat of a food shortage. So certain things that you were used to seeing at the grocery store, they could not find. Oh, you um, could make toilet paper. <laughs> I hadn't figured that one out yet. <laughs> so um, canning, there has been a you know increase in the interest level of food preservation, um, especially dehydrating foods. I've gotten a few calls wanting that. So I do plan to offer a workshop with drying foods here in the fall. What what can you dry? I mean, uh, tell us how that works. So pretty much um, any fruit vegetable that has a water content, um, I would not advise something with a high water content like watermelon, of course. Um, but apples are great dried, um, tomatoes, cucumbers, um, strawberries. I, that's my personal favorite. I love dried strawberries. Um, so people have gotten creative. Um, I don't have experience with a lot of dried things because I'm a creature of habit. So I love strawberries and apples dried. Um, but, you know, some of my coworkers have mentioned that they've dried tomatoes and cucumbers. And Ooh, that sounds pretty interesting. They do. And so I plan to experiment a little before my workshop so I can say, hey, <laughs> this is what worked well. This is what did not. <laughs> now, it's things like strawberry, which are delicious. Uh, in the normal state, I, I can't picture them dried, but are they still sweet? They are, yes. And so a lot of, I don't know if you're familiar with the strawberry crunch ice cream bars that mm -hmm. they have, that the shortcake ones, that okay. coating on the outside, um, a lot of manufacturers use freeze-dried or dried dehydrated strawberries and that mixture. And so now people are starting to experiment with that in pastries and bakeries. They've been doing it for a while, but it's kind of resurged as a new trendy thing to do, but they, they are still sweet. Um, I enjoy them. I think they're great. <laughs> now, how but, do you freeze dry? So, you, well, you need a food dehydrator, preferably, oh, okay. you know, okay. to do it more 
you know, easiest way is a food dehydrator. So you'd slice them, you know, dry them, pat dry as much as get most of the liquid out as you could uh, manually, and then you can place them on the trays in the food dehydrator. Interesting. Well, so now those are the products that have already grown. Uh, and Carol, you're going to help us grow them. Yes, sir. Uh, is it too late to plant strawberries? It is, but you can plant them in the fall. You can buy them at the Ag yeah. Center <laughs> at <laughs> Farmer's well, Market. Well, I, I don't even know if there's any left at the Ag Center for, oh, really? for this season. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we're moving into blueberry territory now. There may okay. be a few, but but we're actually moving into blueberry territory. I, I love blueberry. I love plums, too. Is it plum season? Oh. Not yet. Soon. Not yet. Very okay. soon. July. Uh, the end of June, the beginning of July, we're, we'll be looking at the stone fruits, the droops mm. and the, the plums and the peaches and the nectarines and the apricots. Ooh, apricots. Let me ask you about uh, <laughs> the peaches, because I love peaches. Yes, sir. The ones I see at the store uh, have uh, smooth skins. And the ones I remember were slightly fuzzy, and they were so much tastier. Different variety. Different, vari- different varieties. Uh, the so store what am I primarily for? gets fruits that are easy to transport uh-huh. you know it, it, and will be attractive when they put it on the shelf you can't sell an unattractive fruit right. but when you get it off the tree it's just right there and, and it's still fuzzy you don't worry about attractive or unattractive you're not trying to sell it you're just trying to eat it well i can remember going to the farmer's market with my grandmother when i was a kid and those were the best peaches the around best peaches yes because they pick them a little on the on the underdone side yeah on the underripe side but it's uh, too early now just a titch just a titch we'll Wait. have them soon how, how soon i'm ready uh <laughs> you know i'll have to get back to you on that okay. because i don't know the exact date now the farmer's market at uh the ag center is producers only so mm-hmm. we're only going to get peaches that were produced in rutherford county we're not going to get peaches from south uh, carolina you'll see trucks parked around town that have peaches from south carolina and they are good well now everybody of course the song about georgia peaches yes georgia they'll bring them up is that just a song or is no is it it's really true miss shay you're you you've lived in georgia haven't you i am a native of south carolina so i am biased (laughs) (laughs) now i love a georgia peach but i am a south carolina native so i love I, I suggest Carolina. we all go to Georgia just to do a, a comparison study. And then, to be fair, we'd have to whip over to South Carolina. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll pick up peaches from every state, and we'll eat them on the way, and we'll be able do to tell which is. one's the best. Now, are all the southern states peach states? I mean, Any place you have a Alabama. long, hot season, yes, sir. Okay, so you can go to any border. Yeah. And, and run And you can peaches. probably get a good peach crop up north, but... Not like the South. Not like the South. The apricots. Is it the warm weather that makes the difference? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The apricots are what? Apricots in Arizona were to die. Okay. For. I was thinking. You see, I, then you had a I'm very sure. long season. and Yeah. Oh. There's I had nothing seen like too an many apric- apricots. An apricot ripening on the tree with just the right color of orange and, and then that peach blush on the outside. Ah. That's probably true with just about anything. Anything right off the tree is going to be better. Uh, I, I can remember as a kid helping. I had some friends who had a lot of cherry trees. And cherry picking time, they you want to come help us? I was <laughs> 10, 12 years old, and I loved to climb trees. So, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Eat yeah. one, pick one. Eat, Eat one, one, pick one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty good. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question or a comment this morning, we can talk or text 
whichever you prefer. If you have a question about uh, items that are being grown, what you're uh, growing, and maybe you're having some challenges with it, uh, Carol is here to help you out. And if you have a question about the uh, FCS, about the uh, clubs, the FCE club, uh, Shay is here to help you with that. Or if you want to put in a vote for June Dairy Days, uh, give us a shout. Uh, Shay is also waiting to help on those areas. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. And as I mentioned, you can talk or text. I better open up the text part because uh, if you text something, I wouldn't see it where we were. Uh, just give us a shout, 615-893-1450. And we are ready to take phone calls as well as text messages, 615 615- 893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. We will be back and continue the conversation. Stay with us, won't you? Visiting with us this morning, new to the UT Extension and the FCS groups there, Shay Davis is with us this morning, and Master Gardener Carol Reese. Again, that phone number, 615-893-1450. Let me ask you a question. What is your favorite peach? Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee? I, I don't know. I'm not sure I've had too many Tennessee ones. Sometimes you got to wonder, is there anybody in town Truman Jones doesn't know? Truman Jones is on weekday mornings at 9 on WGNS. This is Willie Dennis at Smith Brothers Car Wash, 1103 Memorial Boulevard. This time of year, the salt and trash that comes up off the road is not only bad for the bottom of your car, the undercarriage, it's also bad for your paint. It just makes it look real dingy and dusty and just dirty overall. As quickly as you can come in and get that washed off, it'd be better for your car all the way around. This is Willie Dennis. This is Hope Rogers with the Villages of Murfreesboro Senior Living Community. We would just like to let our listeners know that after a year of living with the COVID-19 pandemic, things are finally starting to return to normal here at the Villages. Due to vaccines, we are now able to welcome family, friends, and entertainment back into our community after what has been a very long year for so many. So if you're considering making a lifestyle change that allows you the freedom and peace of mind of still being independent, but with the luxury living that comes with a senior living community, then please give me a call. Hope Rogers, 615-848-3030. Hi, this is Jen at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. This is a time that we really need to show our police officers, first responders, and medical professionals just how much their service means to us. Let's show them some appreciation and love and send them a basket of goodies. Call Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts at 615-893-7134. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy Street, between East Main Church of Christ and Junior's Foodland. Good morning. Still quieted the traffic volume here, but it's moving on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area as you continue towards Nashville. Lots of radar spotted down I-24, passing Epps Mill Road. All that if you're headed towards Manchester, you might want to slow it down. Hey, True Friends Moving Company is hiring. Call today, 240-2811. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high around 90 degrees. Winds out of the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 65. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 62. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Good Neighbor Talk covers issues you won't hear anywhere else. They're local issues. WTNS, AM, AM. FM, FM, online. Welcome back. We are talking lawn and garden issues. Our phone number, if you have a question, 615-668. No, no, that's not our number. That's somebody else's number. Our number is 615-893-1450. I've got a lot of numbers in front of me. 615-893-1450. Give us a shout. We have a question here. A person says they're raising tomatoes. And uh, they're starting to see some darkening on the plants, on the, uh, I guess, the tomato itself. Uh, what is that a sign of? Sort of a, a, sounds like a dark black uh, area of the tomato. Do they have good air circulation around the plant? I don't know. I, I they mean, don't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. What I would think of is, is lack of air circulation. You, mm-hmm. you don't want any mildew, molds or mildews to, to have a chance to accumulate around the plant. Um other than that, I couldn't really nail it down. If they want to send in their email address, okay. I'll be happy to write it down and address this when I get can do more research. Okay. And and I mean that's what How we. How can do. you increase the air circulation? Just move it away from other plants. Move it out into the open. Oh, so it's too close to other possible. Too close to other plants. You may be getting water on the plant when you're watering instead of just on the ground. It's best to water just on the ground for many reasons. Okay. One of them, it would be mold, mildew, uh, discoloration on the plant um, as as it's growing. Another reason uh, would be splashing. Anytime you splash water on the ground, it splashes dirt on the plant. When you splash dirt on the plant, you usually splash disease vectors on the plant also. If the, if the plant is healthy, it's not an issue. If the plant is not healthy, then you've introduced a way for it to become more unhealthy. Say there's a lack of water or um, you know, many, many things. But, um, and then uh, you don't lose as much water to evaporation if it's in a drip system or in a soaker system on the ground as opposed to spraying through the air. You lose quite a bit of water that way. Now, so a soaker system, which is a, a hose with a, little holes yes, in it? Yes, or or a drip system where you just go along with the water line and you drip into each plant. It's not, it doesn't come out of a long hose. It just comes out of one spot and it's kind of a drip, mm-hmm. drip, drip, drip. But that, those are really good ways to water because, you, first of all, you don't waste water to evaporation. Second of all, you don't uh, get water on the plant itself. Um, if you do water with overhead uh, watering systems where you spray water on the plant, try to do it in the early part of the day so that the water has a chance to evaporate off the leaves before the end. But the, there's, a miss, there's a myth there. If your plant is dry and needs water and it looks like it needs water um you're not going to burn the leaves by watering it Hmm, just water it but don't splash the dirt onto the if you can avoid it these are just best practices okay Um, i've never heard that before yeah um but if but if your plant needs water 
It doesn't matter what time of day it is, mm-hmm. water it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's shouting at you. Yeah, water I'm it. I'm thirsty. It's okay. Help yeah, me. You're not going to burn your plant. Okay. Uh, and that's true with uh, flowers as well yes. as and, and yes. grass, too, I guess. Yes. Yes. Uh, and we need to, if we start seeing our grass looking brown, because uh, we've had a good amount of rain and the grass has stayed green much longer, but it's starting to. It, it'll turn. just be a normal Tennessee summer if it starts yeah. to turn brown. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you got to help it out a little bit. So, and is, but you say, I started to say, is morning better to, to Morning water? is best. Okay. But by all means, if your plant looks like it's dying because it hasn't right. had water, water it. So if you water it regularly, how often should you water it? Is once a week your, enough? Your plants, your garden plants especially, 1 to 1.5 inches of water per week. It's better to soak the plant and let it dry out than it is to just give it a smidgen of water. Mm-hmm. Um it's better to soak it let it get good and wet um, now you were mentioning soaking this with with a, a little plant plant uh, something that drips into the plant uh is there an item if, if describe it to us is it a barrel that you connect this you can use a barrel you can hook it right up to the faucet it, it's just a system whereby you have one solid watering source one tube uh-huh. or hose and as it goes by a plant there's a little tube that's stuck into it and it comes out and just the tube is so small that it just drip so if you already have a a barrel full of rainwater yes and you want to uh connect a a hose you have a faucet at the bottom of that there's a hose you can get that drips out yes when you have a solid hose and then you have a an accessory hose that's much smaller and it it pokes into the first hose and it drips 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 yes and, and you call that a if you go to drip the hardware store drip, drip irrigation okay. and then it's best to have mulch too to prevent that water that you're putting on your plants from evaporating rapidly it'll still evaporate but okay. evaporating rapidly let's go to the phones good morning you're on wgns how are you today hey good morning barb Just good morning great i um, appreciate uh, you folks that are on here and uh, maybe they can help me we've got a problem and we've called uh, the uh, ag center and they haven't been able to help us. We called TWRA, and they haven't been able to help us. But we live in kind of a remote area. We've got uh, all kind of uh, varmint that come around and feed off of our vegetables and our plants and our flowers. And we've tried to discourage them with uh, mothballs and cages and dog hair and um, even my BB gun. But uh, uh, we're still experiencing it. So there's one particular type of animal or varmint that we haven't been able to identify, but we did find some poop. So I took a picture of the poop, and I asked the ag center if uh, they would help us identify what the animal is to see if I need a live cage or a shotgun. And um, they said they didn't know anything about poop. So uh, they recommended that we call TWRA, and uh, we called TWRA and asked them if they knew about poop. And uh, they uh, hadn't called us back yet. So I'm hoping that these ladies uh, can uh, help us identify the uh, the critter that eats all of our flowers and vegetables. And oh, plants. yeah. And uh, maybe we can uh, eliminate uh, this uh, nuisance, uh, maybe without killing the animal. I hope not. But uh, in any event, uh, we need some help. Yeah. By the way, did you hear this morning on the radio, I was uh, as I was driving in, 
I heard a report of animals that are in Tennessee now, and they mentioned armadillos, cougars, wildcats, and hold on, alligators. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not alligator poop, mm -hmm. but it might be armadillo poop. Well, uh, it's a strange. It's not deer poop. You know, you know what deer poop looks like. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. a rabbit, so uh, we don't know what it is. And uh, we were hoping somebody could help us identify the poop. Yeah, I wonder if MTSU could help you out, uh, the Ag Center over there. I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. I mean, you could almost take some real-life samples of that. I, I think, uh, if, <laughs> Carol... If, if I was identifying poop, I think I'd also send a text or a picture to one of the pest companies. Pest company, okay. Yeah, the, the guys that come and get rid of pests. Ah, okay, okay. That's a good uh, Or idea. gals, you know, guys or gals that, that crawl into your house and, and get rid of pests. As far yeah. as keeping the animals away, there are products on the market they are expensive. Um, I, I'm not supposed to mention any names, but there's really only one that I know really works. So I'm going to say any product that is similar to something called plant skid. This is a product that was developed in uh, uh, Scandinavia, and it's a combination of really disgusting things. You don't want to put it on your fruits and vegetables, but you can put it on the ground around them. It comes in a granular form or it comes in a meal form that you mix with water. And the spelling on that word, and you just want a product like this, is P-L-A-N-T-S-K-Y-D-D, plant skid. And you can read the ingredients on the box if you want. And, and um, then the next thing to do to keep these critters away from your stuff is to uh, fence it. Good well, we've uh, we've got cages, we've got uh, small fences, we've got uh, gutter guard, we've got. Uh, well, you know, uh, you know, raccoons or possums will go. Uh, raccoons will go right over your fence. Possums will go if the holes are small, big enough. They'll go through your fence. Uh, they'll both go under your fence. Um, and like and like Bart said, we we do have armadillos. I'm not sure what they eat though. I think they're more of a um, protein eater, like. But I'm not sure. I'm not positive. I haven't had any trouble with armadillos. I have had trouble with everything else except for the alligators <laughs> <laughs> and the panthers. I haven't had any trouble with panthers. And I wouldn't argue with either of those. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll let them have whatever they want out of my yard. But I've had deer eat everything. <laughs> well, if you find an answer, let us know about that. Okay, Bart, thank you so, so much for the help, and I appreciate uh, you having the ladies on today. Thank, thank you. you. You have a great day. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? I'm, I'm fine, Bart. I wanted to tell that caller, uh, we, had, we live out in the woods, too, and uh, we had something that was up here, and Extension ran uh, a lot of copies of different varmints, and I don't know if they're scat was on there or not but it, it had lots of different varmints and what you can do to you know trap or get rid of them and uh it it was i don't know maybe 10 15 pages of something that you have there at extension and uh we we keep it and get it out and look every now and then to see you know what this critter could be so uh, i think you've got something there at extension that does show you know the different 
problem animal, you know, wildlife that gets mm-hmm. in your garden and house. Did you ever get rid of uh, whatever was causing the problem at your place? I think it was it was the armadillo, and uh-huh. I, I, I don't want to say because I don't know for sure, but I think the scat of the armadillo is just round, very nice circular round balls. You know, there was mm-hmm. a pile of it out there. I'd never seen it before. And uh, we don't have a goat, so... <laughs> That's what I was thinking when you said that. It sounds like goats, yeah, but, but uh-huh. it looks like that. But, yeah, I, I could be wrong, but we did shoot at the armadillo, and, uh, but, I, you know, you got to be really good because um, I, I guess they're hard to, to kill, you know. But haven't had one... Well, today, since I'm talking on the phone, we'll probably have something, you know, mm-hmm. later. But uh, it, it is hard to have a garden or anything when you've got you know, the wildlife eating your stuff. Oh, yeah, very definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for calling and sharing uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, our phone number is 615-893-1450. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good. Yes, I have a plum tree, and, each, and the majority of the plums, they have worms in them. What could I do to solve that? You need to start a spring program. Uh, at, typically, the spring program starts before the leaves even come out. It's called a dormant oil spray. You spray that on there because the the worms, the bugs, will be laying eggs on the bark of the tree before you even get leaves. And then you'll have to follow a schedule of spraying up until you get production of the plums. Um, okay. There are... Uh, extension publications on the internet or you can come down to the office when when we have an office again um that if anything that ends with the extension on the on the internet anything that ends in dot edu is an extension publication that means it's not somebody's anecdotal information this is science-based information about spraying and there's also a publication at extension called small fruits um, and that will cover your plums. But you need to go. It's not in-depth. You're not going to have to worry about it every minute. But you do need to establish a spraying program for your um, your plum trees. And you can go organically or inorganically. It, it's, I'm not saying these are just pesticides. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks You're for calling. And speaking of uh, fruit trees, we have a question here on a text about a fruit tree. I had a peach tree that we planted about five years ago, and it was doing great, but it died this winter. Any ideas of what may have happened? Peach tree. Hmm. I see the things rolling around in your mind. We didn't really have a a period of really warm weather and really cold weather that it would break dormancy and then get hit with a a hard freeze. I'm sorry. I, I just need more than that. <laughs> okay, send us more information. And with text, sometimes we get real brief uh, comments. This one is a brief one, and I'm not sure what they're talking about. Uh, golden unanimous plants, uh, golden unanimous plant leaves with white mold on it. Some die from this. What is the treatment? I guess it's a treatment with a question mark. Or what that can they do? Typically... I'm not looking at the plant now, but typically that's euonymus scale. The scale is a hard calcium layer that covers a small critter. The critter comes out, eats your stuff, goes back in. When you spray really? it, yeah. <laughs> when you spray it with, and euonymuses are 
famous for this. Um, and when you when you spray it, the spray never kills the critter because he's under his little shell, just like a little turtle. He's on the plant. He's hunkered down. He is. He, you're not getting anywhere near him. And by the time he comes out again, your spray is kind of not working at all. So He knows when to come out. Yeah, you have to follow a schedule of spraying so that you can get this bug in the springtime before it forms this scale. Uh-huh. So look up Euonymus scale treatment. Okay. Look it up. Uh, 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 .edu. Yeah, I can't recommend anything in particular. It's like against the rules. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> we can't uh, recommend certain brands or companies for things. Um, I can't say Ford is better than Chevy. It's like right. verbat- verbatim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but get with the ag sitter and... and mm-hmm. But we we can only talk to you on the phone right no, now. No, we're open. You can um, come visit. We can visit. physically walk. Yes. Yeah, so a lot door. of people see that the build, front of our entrance is boarded because of the drive-through incident, and <laughs> it does have caution tape there still, I believe. But our doors that are to our main office, they're they're open to the public. Um, just come on in, and we'll be happy to assist you. Usually, um, full staff is there most of the day, but. You, now that we're back in the field and can have face-to-face events and programs, you know, farm visits are happening, meetings, uh, programs in person. So we're, we're kind of slowly transitioning back into our normal routine. Oh, um, good. Okay. Which reminds me of our open house that we're going to have um, next Tuesday, the 22nd. Um, so it is from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, so we invite the public to come out and see what we're about with Extension. We're going to have giveaways, um, some live demonstrations, um, some educational um, talks and presentations. The FCS department will be um, testing pressure canners. So if you have a pressure canner that has not been tested recently, I would encourage you to bring that out so that we can test it for you and make sure that um, it is working properly and that your seals are still good and etc also if you had need any publications whether it be for crops or um, just fcs or food preservation or food safety related sources anything that our extension office um, provides i would invite you all to come out and see us um, there'll even be some um, things for the kids if you have children ch- uh, will children there be some dry uh, strawberries we will not be drying strawberries <laughs> <Okay>. i wish <laughs> i could dry strawberries I was gonna uh, come out and, but and we then, will if you have some strawberries that um you still have you know you haven't eaten and you want to know how to dry them i can help you with that <laughs> okay uh, and this is uh, at the ags actually at the ag center yes. with the boarded up door you just mm-hmm. go in the door that's not boarded that's not up boarded it up on the side <laughs> okay uh so and and if you wanted to bring by some soil samples to have your soil tested can you bring it by you may um and we have the paperwork in the box for that um if you need certain things identified our ag agents will be there um and they're great so you might want to come by and have a conversation with them or get soil samples whatever you need from the office you know one thing we haven't talked about and it's one of my favorite areas and we've sort of laid low on it because the building had the uh, the, the challenges mm-hmm. with the front door uh, was the the g- plots of grass for people to see and, and actually walk on and you can see them at the different times of the year this is what this grass looks like mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of june this is what you need to do is it hard to take care of right. uh, is that all open and doing well yes um so mr mitchell moat um, and rachel painter and anthony tuggle they are our um, ag and horticulture agents and so they are in charge of um that area <laughs> but they are there and they are you know if it's available and they can do it they don't mind showing you if you want to come out and kind of talk 
talk with them about that. They are open and ready. Okay, and do you still have that sheet of paper that describes each plot of grass and whether it's easy to take it because some people yes love to work on their yards and they say the harder the better yes and so um, they do have those uh, charts and publications available and recommendations based on you know what your situation is um, they're happy to help and if they cannot help you they will try to refer you to someone that can okay now Shay once again uh, this open house is it for everything at the Ag Center or is it strictly in your area uh, it's for all of the program areas, so agriculture, um, family consumer sciences, 4-H, all of the um, departments areas in our office. Okay, and that's uh, coming up on uh, nine, from 9 o'clock until noon, and is it next, what day next week? Tuesday, June 22nd. Tuesday, June 22nd, okay, and it is free. It is. It is free, and we will have some drawings for some giveaways, so come out and participate, and we've got some great goodies to give out. Sounds fun to me. It and, and if you have a pressure canner and don't know whether it's safe or how much, uh, you know, if, if it needs adjusting, mm-hmm. bring it with you and you can test it. Yes, correct. Okay. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for listening. I, I just have a question. Are they allowing people to fish in the pond this year? Yes, sir. The pond is open for fishing. Um, I believe that you do need to make sure you have a uh, fishing license. But if you call our extension office um, at 615-898-7710, our administrative assistants can give you more information um, about what you need to do. But, yes, our pond is open for fishing. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Have you gone out there in previous years? I meant to, but I never did get to get around to oh, it. Okay, I was going to ask you if you caught anything. But yeah. if you haven't been it, out it's there... It's a good, safe place. You know, yeah. nobody bothers your car or anything. And, and I'm getting old, getting kind of old, so I won't have to walk too far. Yeah, I understand. Well, we thank you. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Our number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. And we will return. All that's news. Your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. I'm always one of those that goes on and off diets. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. And you know, at Demas's, one of the things that I started doing because of my own eating habits is, is we have a low calorie menu and a low carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Come on over to Music World and Drummer's Den for lessons on any instrument with strings, keys, or drums. We also have a full line of live sound, uh, amplification, PA systems, lights, everything you need to play your local venues. We are your local music store. You need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. 
Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high around 90 degrees. Winds out of the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 65. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 62. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. We're talking with Glenn King, a World War II veteran. I dropped out of high school and joined the Marines. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. When I came back to the States, I was stationed in the Marine Barracks in Washington, D.C. We were assigned to the White House, and we did a lot of traveling with President Truman. Did you have interactions with President Truman back then? Yes. When President Roosevelt was president, he found out that there was a CCC camp 80 miles west of Washington. You said the CCC. What is that? Civilian Conservation Corps. It was on top of a mountain in Thurmont, Maryland. He commandeered the CCC camp for his rest camp, and Roosevelt named it Shangri-La. President Truman had the presidential party up there. We all would eat our three meals a day in the CCC mess hall. In the mess hall down the middle was a great big curtain. President's party was on one side, and the Marine detachment was on the other side. And every once in a while, President Truman would come and swing that curtain back, sit down and talk to us. And what he would say is, son, what state are you from? When they mentioned the state, oh, I know your senator real well, real well. When President Truman took the reins, he renamed what Roosevelt called Camp Shangri-La. The new name was Camp David. This has been a salute to veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Overnight, Good Neighbor Talk turns the UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. We are back again having fun talking lawns and gardens this morning. All sorts of things. The number to call if you want to lock in with a question. You need to do that quickly because our time is quickly running out. 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Our birthday winner today, Leonard Douglas. Leonard Douglas gets to enjoy that delicious homemade banana pudding I get hungry thinking about it. From Slick Pig Barbecue, if you haven't had the banana pudding at Slick Pig, you have missed something. And Leonard Douglas, you are the winner this morning. Our good neighbor of the day today receiving flowers from Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts is Sherry Thomas. Sherry Thomas, the person who nominated Sherry, said the best person with the sweetest personality. Sherry Thomas, our good neighbor of the day. Well, here's a question, and whoever wants to uh, grab this one, this person says, I have a mop head hydrangea that uh, came from the florist, and the flowers started getting sort of brown, 
So they cut them off and put the flowers in the yard last month. It hasn't grown. What can I do to sort of help it out and make it grow? Um, I would ask, first of all, did you loosen up the roots when you took them out of the pot? Um, and because roots in a pot tend to grow in a circle, which doesn't give them any opportunity to pick up nutrients in the soil. What you want to do when you do plant them is, is fluff them out so that uh, even if you have to cut them. Now, the next thing is plants from the, the, the hydrangeas from the florist are grown in controlled environments with a lot of, um, and then they're transported to a environment where it's air conditioning. So it's best to acclimate them to the outside temperatures and conditions. Don't put them straight from where they came home from the, the florist into full sun. You want to do it gradually. If they're in full sun, if you've got them in the soil and you don't want to dig them up, put a little shade thing around them. Put some stakes in the ground with a little bitty shade cover to, to kind of uh, give them a chance to kept, catch up with their environment. Remember, this is a drastic change. They're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um Make sure you water that plant well, but don't let it sit in a puddle of water. Make sure that the water's draining away from it. But hydrangeas typically take tons of water all the time. And make sure that that hydrangea, and you might want to, I don't know about giving it a little fertilizer, but if you've got some soil conditioning liquid um, that, that would help it a little bit, you could, you could give that to the plant. Other than that, just keep an eye on it. It's really tough to keep those plants going uh, when you get them just straight away home from the the florist. Okay, and we have not touched too much on the farmer's market, but that's tomorrow morning, uh, 7 until noon, every Tuesday and Friday morning. Uh, Any one of you, I know the master gardeners are there. They'll be in the open pavilion. We're not back in the building yet in the back part of it. And a good part of the open house. The car didn't go through that, did it? No. (laughs) No, I'm not sure what the COVID regulations are for that building. Are we back in the building yet? Yes. So you can be um, inside of the farmer's market itself um, and, you know, mask do what you need to do to be safe for yourself and others. Um, you know, if whether you're vaccinated or not, we can ask that. Um, but we do ask that if you have not been, um, to please still wear your mask just for safety. Um, it is not mandatory, but we are able to meet inside of the farmer's market building. And we are going to have some demonstration tables set up. Um, we've started that already, some educational, you know, mm-hmm. demonstrations. Now, so we'll sort of know what to expect. Will the doors be open? These are garage doors. Yes, they are open. They, they open. are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was trying to figure out, is it air conditioner or not? It's really air conditioner. It is. <laughs> well, and the air conditioner um, is on in the main, the front part. So it is, uh-huh. it is very cool in there. I was there um, on Tuesday and didn't have any issues um, with getting too hot or anything. So it was, it's very comfortable. Okay. Do they have plenty of, of honey, the, the local honey and everything? There is um, local honey. We've got some um, local baked goods that got me in trouble. I got some homemade <laughs> cookies, and there was cakes and donuts and muffins and, and they jams and preserves. They did, and I just went from table to table. I bought the most beautiful sunflowers I've ever seen. So I have really been enjoying <laughs> my trips to the farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> it is tempting. It is. I, I, you can't beat the farmer's market. You can't, and, the you know, the vendors are their producers are very very nice and helpful and um, I plan to go Friday and get some squash um, because I did not get any on Tuesday I was too busy getting baked goods things that I don't need (laughs) (laughs) but I do plan to go back and get um, get my squash 
Can okay. you can you dry zucchini squash and yellow you can. squash? Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now what is that? tastes like i wonder um like a healthy potato chip but you can um do things to add herbs and spices to kind of give it flavor interesting and so i've just been researching that recently um our acting farmer's market farmer's market manager heather lambert uh she and i've been talking because she has been um drying cucumbers and and having different flavors so she's been using ranch seasoning packets different herbs spices you know tomatoes she's been doing all types of stuff so she and i have been exchanging ideas now when you <laughs> store that does it have to be in a freezer can it just be in a, a ziploc uh, bag of some containers sort? Um, so a ziploc or vacuum seal package um, some people store them in mason jars just make sure that seals good enough um, i wouldn't advise you to you know keep them for more than six to twelve months max mm-hmm. but um they're so good you're going to want to eat them before they need oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it uh and uh again want to remind people about the open house uh Touch on that once again for us, sort of as an extra reminder. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the open house. So the open house, the, ho- the primary goal or mission of our open house is to let the general public know that, hey, we're still here, we're open, um, and hopefully some people th- that were not familiar with what Extension has to offer or, you know, their curiosity sparked and they would stop by because we really do offer so many things that are helpful to the community. Um, like I said, I focus primarily on human development, so that's your parenting and co-parenting classes, um, stress management, anger management, um, relationship violence those types of um, programs and then my co-worker she does chronic conditions classes um, for those with diabetes or other chronic illnesses um, just healthy living in general healthy eating uh, we also she offers financial education um, one of her biggest programs is the home buyers education program and that has done really well with helping people become um, first-time homeowners and so that has been awesome and she's really well known across the state for her program here in Rutherford County um, I There's had no so idea offer. you offered all that. Yes, and a lot of people don't. And we, we are pretty much a jack of many trades. Um, and we try to master what we can master. We don't know everything. Or we're not, you know, experts on everything. But we do um, back everything that we do at Research Base. So we're not just uh, spewing our opinions or things that we've Googled. These are things that have actually been tested and researched and that have evidence to back it up. So that's so the good thing about the This open program. house that covers all of those things is when again? Um, so it is next Tuesday, June 22nd from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. So it's open to the general public. It is a free event. Come out, speak with some of um, the agents, and our master gardeners will be there. Um, it, it's going to be a fun day. We're going to have giveaways and prizes as well. So um, it's really going to be a great day. So I'm hoping the weather <laughs> will hold up for yeah. us next week. And now this nice is going to be at the Farmer's Market building and the front or just so we're going to be set up um, in different areas, and so because at the same time, 4-H camp will be going on there, <laughs> which is different for us. Um, that's the first time that this has happened. So we will have different sections on the premises. Um, there will be signage and people there to kind of direct you to where where your interests may lie or where you need to go. And, and that's, that's a chance for people to see the what 4-H, oh, yeah. 4-H offers, right. which is phenomenal. And yes. it's at all the schools, basically, mm-hmm. here in Rutherford County. Yeah. And if it's not, if you're homeschooled, I think you even have Homeschools can participate. I'm a former 4-H agent, so that's why I know that. But yes, homeschool um, youth may participate. So 4-H serves grades 4th through 12th. Um, So if you are interested, um, contact our office and ask to speak with one of the 4-H agents, and they are happy to assist you with how to get your child enrolled um, in different programs that we offer. And then before we leave, I want to remind people again, Farmer's Market tomorrow, 7 in the morning until noon. 
The Master Gardeners will be there. If you have questions about what does it take to be a Master Gardener, uh, there's somebody there who can help you out. Master Gardeners love to eat, they love to talk, and they love to grow plants. And, and we're not sure which order that... that uh. <laughs> but you're there to do all of those things. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> that sounds fun. That is coming up tomorrow right there at the Lane Agri-Park. A fun time indeed. Special thank you to our guests this morning, Shay Davis and Carol Reese. Both of you have a super day. Truman is next on your Good Neighbor Station, WGNS Murfreesboro.